0: Russian military response questioned after rare assault inside borders. Milana Maziva Riley Mellon Roger Cohen Michael Schwartz Thomas Gibbons Neff.
1: An attack by anti-Kremlin fighters has come days after Moscow's only significant battlefield victory in Ukraine in months.
0: Here's what we're covering.
1: As attacks continue, Russians fear the border incursion could create new military challenges. Pro-Ukraine forces appear to have used several U.S.-made armoured vehicles in their incursion into Russia. A Russian court orders the American journalist Evan Gershkovich jailed through August. Who are the soldiers behind the Free Russia Legion? The path of a war is unpredictable. In Ukraine, it led to a quiet city in the east.
0: As attacks continue, Russians fear the border incursion could create new military challenges.
1: As attacks by Ukrainian-aligned insurgents in Russian territory stretched into a third day on Wednesday, concerns are rising in Russia that the rare border incursion could create new battlefield problems, and it has increased calls for the military to expend more resources defending against such assaults. A group composed of anti-Kremlin Russian fighters, the Free Russia Legion, claimed responsibility for the attack that began on Monday, which has produced the most intense fighting on Russian territory since the war began. The Russian Defense Ministry said on Tuesday that the attackers had been pushed back across the border into Ukraine. But the violence in the Russian border region, Belgorod, continued overnight, with a large number of attacks by drones and an attack that damaged a gas pipeline and caused a small fire, according to the regional governor, Vyacheslav Gladkov. The night was not entirely calm, Mr. Gladkov wrote on Telegram on Wednesday morning, adding that houses, cars and office buildings in the city of Belgorod and other settlements had been damaged. The Kremlin spokesman, Dmitry S. Peskov, said on Tuesday that Moscow was deeply concerned about the attack while using the violence to try to further justify Russia's 15-month-long invasion of Ukraine. However, he said that President Vladimir V. Putin would not be calling an emergency session of his Security Council. The Security Council did meet after a shorter outbreak of violence on the border in Bryansk in March, when soldiers led by the same group briefly tipped control of a Russian village before being pushed back into Ukraine. But some ardently pro-Russian voices openly expressed fear that the attacks in Belgorod would create new battlefield challenges for Russia, whose only significant military victory in the past nine months came in the last few days, claiming control of the ruins of the city of Bakhmut. Igor Gherkin, a military blogger and former Russian paramilitary commander in Ukraine, wrote that, if news of the border attacks were true, then the inevitable creation of a continuous front along this border, which will have to be filled from somewhere with combined arms units and formations of the Russian armed forces, is on the agenda. The need to place more soldiers along the border, stretching the Russian forces even thinner, would be favourable for Ukraine, Mr Gherkin, who goes by Igor Strelkov, concluded. Even before the attack that began on Monday, a group of Belgorod residents shared a video calling for the government to give them weapons to defend themselves from a possible incursion. The location of the video could not immediately be independently confirmed. Our city and region have long stopped being defended, a man read from a paper, his hands trembling slightly as he stood in front of a group of other men. We fully understand that ahead of the offensive led by the armed forces of Ukraine, our forces won't fully protect us. The front line is huge. While residents of the Belgrade region have long been living, with the sounds of nearby explosions caused by the war, the attack over the past two days may deepen broader Russian fears and possibly even dent Mr. Putin's popularity, said Ivan Fomin, a Russian analyst with the Washington-based Center for European Policy Analysis. Some of the more hawkish segments of Russian society will see these attacks as another sign of the Kremlin's weakness and incompetence," he said. So, Putin can potentially lose some popularity among those who strongly support the war. However, depending on how the Kremlin and Russian state media portray the attacks, the incursion could also have a rally round the flag effect, Mr. Fomin said. For now, Putin has had difficulties explaining why he started this war, what are its goals, and why Russians should go risk their lives in Ukraine, he said. But if he can illustrate the infiltration of Russian territory by the sabotage groups from Ukraine, it might make it easier for him to sell a narrative about Russia being under attack and defending itself. Mr Peskov sought to tamp down talk of Russians taking up arms against fellow citizens, saying that the fighters were Ukrainians, not Russians. But the group that claimed the attack said that it was composed of Russians who have finally returned home, as they put it on Telegram. Yuri Karin, an analyst with Information Resistance, a group that debunks Russian propaganda, said that Russia's halting official response to the attack showed shock that an incursion had been perpetrated. Russian propaganda was in denial, he said. Andrew E. Kramer contributed reporting.
0: The State of the War
1: Attacks in Russia A rare, cross-border assault in southern Russia by anti-Kremlin fighters aligned with Ukraine stretched into a second day the fighters appeared to use at least three U.S.-made armored vehicles during the incursion. Bakhmut Russia's claim of victory in the eastern Ukrainian city suggests that the deadliest battle of the war might be over but what comes next is far from clear and experts question the value of what Moscow has gained. F-16s for Ukraine in a sharp reversal, President Biden told allies that he would allow Ukrainian pilots to be trained on American-made F-16s, HTTPS colon slash slash www.newyorktimes.com 2023 slash, 05 slash, 21 slash, world slash, Europe slash Ukraine F-16 Air Force. HTML, action equals click and type equals legacy collection and state equals default and module equals STYLN Russia Ukrainian variant equals show and region equals main underscore content underscore one and block equals storyline underscore top underscore links underscore circ and is prepared to approve other countries transferring the jets to Ukraine.
0: Pro-Ukraine forces appear to have used several US-made armored vehicles in their incursion into Russia.
1: Pro-Ukraine fighters appeared to use at least three American-made armored vehicles during an incursion into Russia on Monday, pictures and videos verified by The New York Times reveal. Russian forces appeared to have captured at least two of those vehicles, additional visual evidence shows. It's unclear how the pro-Ukraine units behind the incursion, which consist mostly of anti-Putin Russians came to possess the vehicles, known generally as MRAPs, for mine-resistant ambush protected. The circumstances that led to the Russians capturing them are also unknown, but pro-Russian telegram groups began posting pictures of the equipment on Monday night, hours after the incursion started. The Times identified the vehicles by their markings when they were inside Ukraine and once again after they were in the hands of Russian forces. MRAPs were first built for US forces in Iraq and Afghanistan, and the United States has provided several hundred to Ukraine's military. The specific model appears to be international MAX Pros. They have been seen in videos of various front lines around the country. While numerous countries have purchased and used the vehicles, the United States is the only country known to have specifically sent them to Ukraine. In one of the posted photos of a seized MRP, a Russian soldier is standing next to a vehicle with a distinct white spray-painted marking, an upward-pointing arrow. A vehicle with this exact marking was seen in video footage of the attacking forces about five miles from the border just hours before their incursion into Russia. A photo of another vehicle apparently seized by Russia first posted online over the last 24 hours featured details, white plus signs, that were on many other vehicles that appeared in posted images of the attack inside Russia. A third Max Pro with similar markings appears in a short video showing a pro-Ukrainian soldier in the village of Glotovo, about two miles into Russian territory. A U.S. official said the government had seen reports on social media that the vehicles were used in the incursion and was continuing to examine them to determine if they were accurate. I will say that we're skeptical at this time of the veracity of these reports, said Matthew Miller, a State Department spokesman. He reiterated that the United States did not encourage or enable strikes inside of Russia, and we've made that clear. But as we've also said, he added, it is up to Ukraine to decide how to conduct this war. The use of US military equipment on Russian soil could strain relations between Ukraine and the United States, which has given Ukraine tens of billions of dollars in military aid, with one of the conditions being that it not be used to attack Russia within its own borders. Photos and videos showed dozens of pro-Ukraine fighters using the vehicles in their convoy as they crossed the Russian border into the village of Kazinka on Monday morning. The Ukrainian military's involvement in the operation is not clear. While there have been attacks over this border during the 15-month-long war, Monday's assault was unique in its brazenness and duration. The two units that claimed responsibility for the incursion are the Free Russia Legion and the Russian Volunteer Corps, which are made up of Russian nationals who have been fighting in Ukraine against the Russian military. Russia has cast members of the assault force as Ukrainian militants and saboteurs, Ukraine's deputy defense minister, Hanna Malier, called them Russian patriots participating in an internal Russian crisis. The Free Russia Legion is part of a unit overseen by Ukrainian officers, but Mykhailo Podolyak, a presidential adviser, said, Ukraine had nothing to do with the incursion. The assault into Russia has stretched into its second day. On Tuesday afternoon, Russia's Ministry of Defense said it had pushed the fighters back over the border, but people who claimed to represent the groups maintained that they were continuing attacks in Russia. The incursion came days after a Friday announcement that President Biden agreed to allow Ukrainian troops to be trained on F-16 warplanes and was open to other countries supplying them to Ukraine, a reversal after a year of denying Ukrainian requests for the aircraft over concerns it could be used to strike targets within Russia and potentially escalate the conflict. Christoph Kodel, Dmitry Kavine, and Julian Barnes contributed reporting. Riley Mellon
0: Advertisement A Russian court orders the American journalist Evan Gershkovich jailed through August.
1: Moscow, meeting behind closed doors, a Moscow court on Tuesday extended the arrest of Evan Gershkovich, a Wall Street Journal correspondent accused of espionage, for more than three months until August 30. The refusal of bail and the extension of Mr. Gershkovich's detention were widely expected, although Russia has presented no evidence to back the espionage accusation. The United States government and the Wall Street Journal have vehemently rejected the charges, saying that reporting is not a crime. Mr. Gershkovich's parents, Ella Milman and Mikhail Gershkovich, waited for more than an hour outside the courtroom before being allowed into the hearing. It was their first sighting of their son since his arrest on March 29. Afterward, they were whisked away in the company of one of Mr. Gershkovich's lawyers. They did not comment on what they had seen. Ms. Milman wore a free Evan button. Before going into the hearing, Mr. Gershkovich's father said, we hope he is doing great and that he can be as strong as his mother. Mr. Gershkovich, 31, has been held at the Lefertovo jail, notorious for its harsh conditions, since he was detained on March 29 during a reporting trip to the central Russian city of Ekaterinburg. If convicted, Mr. Gershkovich would face up to 20 years in a Russian penal colony. A prisoner exchange, such as the one that secured the release of Brittany Griner, an American basketball star, late last year, would not take place until after a verdict is reached in the case, Russian officials have said. The Biden administration, however, is known to be working to secure an early release for Mr. Gershkovich. The journal said in a statement following the hearing that though we expected there would be no change to Evan's wrongful detention, we are deeply disappointed. The accusations are demonstrably false, and we continue to demand his immediate release, it said. A handful of journalists were allowed into the courthouse, but not into the courtroom itself. Mr. Gershkovich was hidden from view on entering and exiting, before being driven back to Lefertovo Jail in a white van with blackened windows. Two American consular officials were, after a long wait, allowed into the courtroom at the same time as Mr. Gershkovich's parents. Like his parents, they left without comment. Russian-American relations are in a state of acute tension over the war in Ukraine, a conflict President Vladimir V. Putin characterizes as a broad confrontation with the West, the United States, NATO and the European Union, from which there is no turning back. Russia has entered a phase of the most acute confrontation with the Collective West, Sergey V. Lavrov, the Russian Foreign Minister, said last week. Mr. Putin has not hesitated to smother criticism of the war by making it punishable with long prison sentences. His clampdown has prompted an exodus of the war's critics and of many Russians uneasy over, or appalled by, their country's direction. Before the arrest of Mr. Gershkovich, Russia had not charged a Western journalist with espionage since the Cold War. Mr. Gershkovich has been generally isolated at Lefertovo jail, the diplomats said, but his lawyers have been allowed to see him regularly. The U.S. ambassador to Russia, Lynn M. Tracy, was also allowed to visit Mr. Gershkovich on April 17 under intense Russian scrutiny. The Russian authorities have denied two requests for consular access since then, linking their decision to the American refusal to give visas to Russian journalists who wanted to travel with Mr. Lavrov to a UN meeting in New York.
0: Who are the soldiers behind the Free Russia Legion?
1: The fighters who have claimed responsibility for a rare assault just over the Ukrainian border in Russia's Belgorod region are members of a volunteer unit made up of Russian citizens who have been fighting with Ukraine's forces against their own country. The Free Russia Legion, as the volunteer unit is called, was created last August to provide a way for Russians opposed to the Kremlin's war in Ukraine to take up arms and fight alongside Ukrainians. Fighting by these anti-Kremlin Russian volunteers has been confined mostly to the front lines in Ukraine, largely in and around Bakhmut. That changed this week, when the group announced that its fighters, together with Russians from another group called the Russian Volunteer Corps, had crossed the border and liberated several settlements inside Russia. On Tuesday, the Free Russia Legion said that the fighting in the Belgorod region was continuing, although Russia's Ministry of Defense said all the fighters who had not been killed had been pushed back into Ukraine. The New York Times this is the first operation of the Legion on Russian territory, and in the future, the scale of our actions will only increase, one Russian fighter, who goes by the call sign Caesar and took part in the operation, said in a text message. Caesar, who is 50 and is a private with the Free Russia Legion, was responding to questions sent through a press officer for the group. The Russian Volunteer Corps, which claimed to have joined the Free Russia Legion in this week's operation, took responsibility for a previous, more limited incursion into Russia in March. The Ukrainian military's involvement in the operation is not clear. The Free Russian Legion operates under the umbrella of Ukraine's International Legion, a fighting force that includes units made up of American and British volunteers, as well as Belarusians, Georgians and others. It is overseen by Ukraine's armed forces and commanded by Ukrainian officers. A senior Ukrainian official, who spoke on condition of anonymity to reveal details about the mission inside Russia, said that Ukraine's military was acting largely in a support role, protecting Ukraine's border in the area in case of a Russian counterattack. No Ukrainian fighters entered Russian territory, the official said. There were losses in the units that took part in the operation, the official said, but not enough to affect their combat readiness. The official would provide no further details. Until recently, the Free Russia Legion had received little attention, in part to protect the soldiers and their families from reprisals by Russia, but also because of Ukraine's reluctance to highlight the exploits of soldiers whose home country had killed so many Ukrainians. Several hundred Russians have been deployed to the front lines in eastern Ukraine, officials said, but Ukraine's military has not divulged exactly how many Russians are fighting on the Ukrainian side. The motivations of Russians fighting for Ukraine vary. In interviews earlier this year, some said they had already been living in Ukraine when the war started and felt a need to defend their adopted homeland. Others, often with no military experience, crossed into Ukraine after the war started and signed up to fight. Joining is not easy, the Russian soldiers said. After filling out a detailed application, they undergo several rounds of background checks and take a polygraph. Distrust among Ukrainians is high. There have been several attempts by Russian intelligence operatives to infiltrate the Free Russia Legion, Ukrainian officials said. A Russian Defense Ministry spokesman said on Tuesday that the fighters had been pushed back and that scores had been killed. But Caesar said that fighting continued throughout the day on Tuesday and that a Russian infantry company had been wiped out. His claims could not be independently confirmed. The senior Ukrainian official said the military was awaiting confirmation, including video from drones, about the fate of the Russian infantry company. The goal of the operation begun yesterday was the creation of a demilitarized zone between Russia and Ukraine, the elimination of fighters who served the Putin regime and a demonstration to the people of Russia that it is possible to create resistance and fight against the Putin regime inside Russia, Caesar wrote. These goals were successfully achieved. Michael Schwartz
0: Advertisement The path of a war is unpredictable. In Ukraine, it led to a quiet city in the east.
1: Just weeks before President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine visited the city of Bakhmut in December, a soldier with the military call sign bear stared out from the window of a ruined sixth floor apartment overlooking the city's eastern reaches. I quietly stood next to him. The battle below played out in muted ferocity. Rockets lit the sky. A tank burned in the distance. To the south, Russian incendiary munitions floated downward, the thin arc of white flames igniting small fires on the ground but little else. There was nothing left to burn, the area already shelled to what seemed like oblivion. Bakhmut, I wrote in my journal, is in rough shape. That was, one long night of hundreds, as Bakhmut became the focal point of some of the fiercest fighting of the war, the object of acute desire for Russia and of a tenacious defense by Ukraine. And now, the city of Bakhmut appears to have fallen to the Russians after 10 months, leaving thousands of soldiers wounded or killed, and a lingering question, how did a nondescript city the world had never heard of become the place where both sides decided to fight to the end, no matter the cost? Seems all the vultures are here, one soldier messaged me as throngs of journalists showed up when the city seemed on the brink of falling in March. Where were you before it got this dire? Thomas Gibbons Neff